Welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. I'm Val. I just feel like you're <laughs> okay, Val. Guess what you're... I just did? I'm really okay. Okay. I just got tickets to the Red Sox Yankees game in Boston. Wow. I've oh, never, God. I've never been, I've never seen either of them play. I've never been to that field. Like I'm. Yeah, and the Yankees are like unbelievably good this year. Not just Yankees good; they're like unbelievably good, from what I understand. So that should be a good game, and that's always a good good rivalry. That that's exciting. Big Green Monster at Fenway Park, yeah. and I'm a huge baseball fan, but that's cool. Yeah. I'm I'm just excited about like experiences, and so I'll be in yeah, Boston, yeah. which means which means I got to get like the Red Sox gear like when Americana. I go. Yeah. 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 When are you going? Uh going to Boston next month. So okay. yeah. I've heard Boston's a cool city. I've never been. I've been there one day and I did the Freedom Trail. Oh and yeah. It took the whole day and it was beautiful and amazing. And we ate our way like through the town. Um, <laughs> and so I the fact that I get to be there a week now, um, I'm super excited about it. That's so. cool. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. Is this is this for a convention thing that you're working or is yeah. it yeah I'm yeah. going for work so it's a fan expo Boston. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. Very cool. I feel like fan expo this year, all the ones that have been popping up, it's like the the Hobbits tour because I feel it like is. Hobbits have been <laughs> yeah. No, they've and had it them make at... me jealous at all. <laughs> yeah, no, they've had a Hobbit experience at almost every single event um and i have some stories that i can tell you both off the air okay. about said hobbits and some liquor incidences um but i that's all i'm gonna say here all right wow all right no. too bad we don't have like an after show <laughs> we need content for subscribers only i need to keep my jobs well, I mean, you've 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 snuggled with Billy Boyd on the couch before, so he snuggled with me, and I leaned in. So, like, <laughs> I leaned into that. If, if that's what that means, right? When they're yeah, like absolutely. lean into it. Like, if I have Billy Boyd like lay down yeah. on my lap, I'm gonna lean into it, and it was like it was intimate with you know like four thousand people yeah. watching. Yeah, it was, it was one of the best live moments I've ever seen. <laughs> I was so happy I was in that audience. <laughs> It was intimate with 4,000 other people. It's fine. <laughs> For some people, that's that's the intimacy I'm they want. I'm just saying, like, so. if there was an audience, it may have been weird, right? Just have yeah. a random hobbit, like, lay on yeah. your lap and start, like, therapy with you. Right. But because we had a lot of people there, I, I just, I didn't know what to do. I'll have to find the link and share it on our Facebook page, but, um, because it is on the YouTube, but. But yeah, so I'll be in, uh, I'll be actually now, I know I keep saying I'm going to do it, but I really am going to do it. I'm going to be going to some big conventions this yes, year and I am going to share some of that, um, on our social media, probably on our Instagram, um, New York comic-con 
C two E two D twenty three. Wow. Yes. Yeah, all the big San ones. Diego. Dragon Con, yeah. San, San Diego, Diego Comic Con. San Diego is going to be interesting because I'm doing it as a vendor and not yeah. as like working for the company itself and so right. i'm going to get a little bit of a more different experience and i'm going to be mm -hmm. on the vendor floor most of the time which i think is going to be really cool you're pretty um, close to the lucas films booth too i'm pretty close to a lot of cool things one of my yeah. friends freaked out because i'm close to like a video game booth and i'm like i am i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about that stuff but sure sure <laughs> sure 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 yeah. Well, I think that's what's exciting about the big ones like San Diego Comic-Con and New York Comic-Con. Like their vendor floor has those cool booths. And, you yeah. know, I enjoy what we have here in Salt Lake, but it's not stuff that. like that would be really cool. The yes. anime convention, the anime expo was huge. I didn't get to be on the vendor floor very often because I was just working like crazy and it was full um, but the costumes were amazing. I wish I knew who these characters were. Like they all looked familiar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm just like, you look awesome. There were some yeah. random, there's like random crayon people, but they weren't like American crayons. These were anime crayons. I don't yeah. know what they were, but they <laughs> were a little creepy. Um, I've learned about the Maid Cafe, which that's in an interesting place to be. Um, cafe yeah yeah all right oh sounds like that's an afternoon but thank you so much for letting me do one of my favorite movies today it's another one where it is the yes <laughs> the <laughs> right <laughs> the day after tomorrow and this one it Not actually just... is the as opposed yeah, to gladiator where oh, it was, yeah <laughs> I, I double checked as I was looking it up and getting ready. I was like, is it day after tomorrow or the day after tomorrow? Uh, but it is the, the, the day the. after tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's funny because this is the second episode in a row and we didn't plan it this way of a Roland. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we've ever done the same director back to back. Yeah, well, and we I have, I, but it was on purpose because right. it was like a month well, of that director. Oh, true, true. And yeah. I think it was I, you I got you, we that. we talked about it in our last episode. And when you were like, "Hey, what movie should we do?" It was already implanted in there, you know, from the last episode. And I was like, "We haven't talked about this." I've brought it up a few times, but we've never yeah. like done a full episode on it. So I appreciate you letting me talk because I love action movies i love sports action movies i love sports disaster movie or action disaster movies not sports, sports disaster movies <laughs> space so million dollar baby you love that one <laughs> oh. sports disaster. Yeah. before before we get into the movie though we do have to plug really quick brewies on july 21st sharknado we want to see everybody there tickets at the door 15 dollars. that gets you a raffle ticket it also gets you in the door uh, we have 150 or so tickets that are available. So please come down. We want to fill the theater and we've got some cool prizes to raffle off. We've got an autographed football from the university of Utah head coach, Kyle Whittingham. We have $600 in tattoo gift certificate from Dave. Bowles, Dave, Dave. Sleeping behind that wall, sleeping behind that wall, <laughs> sleeping behind that wall. As we speak, we have, we got, I mean, uh, all sorts of stuff. We got a spa. A spa day at home basket that was donated. I've got some uh, 
interesting local authors have donated some books. We've got studio movie memorabilia, the Vels donating. We got some great stuff. Um, we've got two FanX passes for Thursday, um, as yeah. well as signed photos of Ian and uh, Tara. And some original artwork from friend of the program. Yes. Thomas Estrada. Thomas yeah. Estrada is sending some uh, art from the Road to El Dorado that he worked on. So oh, wow. That'll be really awesome. cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and then you have a new Sharknado picture that you were showing. Is that oh, yes. going to be part of the raffle as well? Um, it's part digital. Or is part. that just yours? It's 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 not really something I can sell or raffle because it okay. was. Isn't it the NTF? No. <laughs> Though it should be, because uh, you can sell those for a lot of money. Because part depending. of it, part of it was hand drawn, part of it was just done on the computer. So okay. there's not really a a print, but it is cool. Yeah, it is. It cool. is, it cool. is very it's very cool. As the main hero, and it's it's a cool picture. Yeah. So, so come support a good a bad movie for a good cause. July twenty first, yeah. seven p.m. Um, everything goes to American Cancer Society. Um, I will be. Uh, representing them and raising money for them so that's exciting yay all right so now let's talk about the day after tomorrow not <laughs> not wednesday but the movie the <laughs> oh, oh okay <laughs> now this is one of those i love dennis quaid and for a while there yeah. dennis quaid was like the it man right and Miracle. then he yeah he had a little break and then this movie he came back dennis Quaid's in Miracle. No. Did he? No. no. That's Kurt Russell. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's early. My but he dad. was in The Rookie, which I think came right around the same time. From yeah. Yes. Yes. But there was like a time period in my youth where Dennis Quaid was in everything, right? He was the it man. And then he had a little bit of a break. And then this movie came out and everybody was like, oh, yeah, Dennis Quaid's <laughs> cool. Why don't we still have him in stuff? And I feel like this movie, when it came out, people just kind of thought, eh, like this is, this isn't anything. And then it's become like a cult classic. I really, really like this film, even though it has Jake Gyllenhaal in it. I don't hold it against the movie. I still really enjoy the movie. Should we hold it it's against the movie that has Jake Gyllenhaal? Not a when, fan, huh? When the Gyllenhaal I'm not, I'm not shows up. Fan. I call him the yeah. Hall, And when he shows up, it, it I'm either going to really like the movie because he disappears into his character and I don't really recognize him or him and his big head is <laughs> there all the time and I can't stop noticing him. Well, for a good portion of this one, though, I think what helps is he does wear like his hood over his head, so it's not right. as noticeable. And I'm not yeah. against big heads. All three right. of us, we have big heads. I'm just gonna well, say, like, we're yeah. a big, we're a big head crew, right? Um, <laughs> we could be human bobbleheads sometimes, but the Hall for me, it's just that sometimes, you know, how you have those Thanks. actors that never. Thanks. No, we're cute. We're cute. We're, we're cute big heads. It's fine. No, I, oh, okay. hello, okay. almost every big actor in Hollywood that gets paid the big money, well, they have large heads. Th this is interesting because I, I'm glad you're clarifying because I know when we've talked about Batman, yeah, the Batman and Robert Pattinson, you've said it's required that Batman has yeah. a big head. Yeah. 
And so it doesn't, it's not necessarily distracting, but for some reason with Jake Gyllenhaal, the Gyllenhaal. With the Gyllenhaal, it's the fact that there are some actors and Julia Roberts fits into this category, but we understand that that's who she is as an actress. You're never not going to see Julia Roberts in a role. You're always going to see a little bit of Julia and you either love that about her or you hate that about her. Right. Mm -hmm. And with Jake Gyllenhaal, I feel like sometimes he can really disappear into a character and that's when he's amazing. But when he's just on the surface, um, (coughs) Spider-Man, I don't, I can't, with this one, he's so new, yeah. um, he and so he's young. just a cute little baby. He's a little baby Jill Hall. Um, yeah. That little I, I don't mind it. I don't mind this one at all. And I think it's funny because um, Emmy uh, Rossum, Emmy Rossum. Yeah. is just a little baby. This is all before yeah. you know we see all of her. I, um, I'm, I'm surprised she hasn't become a bigger name. Because she's very talented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm connecting more dots in my head. Roland Emmerich, two weeks in a row. Uh-huh. Two weeks in a row that we've had a Quaid brother movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. Dennis and Randy. Uh-huh. I prefer Dennis, I think. After Dennis, watching I like that movie, than Randy. Yes. I preferred him before I watched this movie last night. Jake was like, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. Randy, Dennis, Rand- oh, Dennis, for Dennis. sure. All right. <laughs> no. So this is a very interesting movie um, because of the time that, you know, it comes out in 2004. And this is right when the whole, like we've always been talking about environmentalism and things like right. that all through the nineties. They talk about, I mean, we've got Jeff Goldblum and independence say who's an environmentalist nut and things like that, but global warming really enters the zeitgeist around this time. I mean, you've yeah. got the inconvenient truth from Al Gore and mm-hmm. um, things like that, that really kind of brought it in the forefront. And this, I think is a movie that, that tried to capitalize on that. But like you said, Val at the time, I don't think it, was the big hit that they thought it was going it, to be. It was the top grossing movie that never hit number one. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's something. It's consistently okay. <laughs> it also came out on a big year of like big hits and big misses. Yeah. Like yeah. you have The Village that came out, The uh, Mechanist that came out, Secret Window, which I don't care for that movie. I know a lot of people love okay. it. The Notebook, um, mm-hmm. Wimbledon, which it's a horrible movie that I love to watch. It I, I Robot, better. Catwoman, mm. The Punisher, mm. and Ray. Like all of these movies wow. came out the same year. Yeah. That's a very eclectic mix. And yeah. The Day After Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So 2004 wasn't a particularly strong year for movies. Then, <laughs> also, also National Treasure. Sorry. All right, all right. So, so really, <laughs> the day after tomorrow, the top-grossing movie that never hit number one in a year of weaker movies. Uh-huh. It's kind of like when the Jazz went to the NBA Finals on the shortened NBA season and then lost no to the Jordan. Bulls. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll take your word for it. I don't know. All right. Well. But- <laughs> But here's here's what I will say, and I, I'm going to put it out there right off the bat. We haven't graded it yet, and we're not going to do that till the end. But I like this one more than I liked Independence Day. I thought it was a better yeah. movie than Independence Day. 
I'm going to get the hate mail. I mean, just another Tuesday. I mean, Monday, <laughs> just another Monday. Um, so this is, I enjoyed it. And I, I think that I watch it probably more than I watch Independence Day. Like if you were to say, hey, these are both streaming right now, pick between one or the other. I would choose this one. And only because I feel like Independence Day, as much as it is fun, um, I feel like it was a bigger risk to do the day after tomorrow, like pitch Ooh, that sure. movie and get it made. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's a, it's a little bit of a hard pitch, but I also well, think some of the things that they did in the movie were really visually cool. I know we could totally outdo them now, right? but right. at the time, that visually cool. There are certain scenes in this movie that I love. Like the one that I sent you guys, when you said, what movie do you want to talk about? And it's when the cold is coming up the flagpole yeah, and it just freezes the American flag in place. Like so cool. Well, I'll go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, when you said the, the hard pitch Val, I mean, this was at a time too, where a lot of people were still debating and were still questioning whether or not global warming or global climate change was actually happening. And if we could do anything about it. And then it was widely mocked a lot. And then when you have this movie based on a book by Art Bell, the late night radio talk show host that does UFOs talk, when it's based on that book, that's a hard sell. <laughs> I, a lot to unpack in your statement there, Tracy, for me real quick. Number one, <laughs> I think it's really funny that you say this was back when people still kind of debated whether climate change well, was a real thing. I think it's still it's happening. It's still happening quite a bit. It's accepted now. I, I it think is, it is more accepted now. At the time, uh, like a fringe, we're warning about it, and the majority of people are like, Meh. "My." And then Art Bell, my grandpa was a huge, huge Art Bell he? fan. He, we would go up to Idaho, and he would listen to Art Bell and tell us about all of his crazy theories all the time. And I was like, "What is going on with my grandpa?" <laughs> <laughs> but I loved it. So I, I always had. There's a special place in my heart for Art Bell. Okay. Not like the place where I accept and, and there's nothing. Truth, it's just when you have truth. that guy, when you have that guy writing a book about climate change, right? And well, it's nonfiction. It's it's just a little. It's I a think. Stretch. I think part of the problem with climate change, and part of the problem with a lot of things today, and I and I'm not going to try to go too deep into this because yeah. we are a movie show, not a politics show. But I think part of the problem is anytime you have a polarizing political figure kind of start spearheading your effort. I think that makes it a political issue right off the bat. And with Absolutely. Al Gore being really kind of the, the first yeah. you know, inconvenient truth was the first time that I remember that being in the mainstream consciousness. And immediately you're going to have a lot of people turn it off because it's who it is. Right. And I think that's part of the difficulty with everything, you know, but anyway, mm -hmm. no, I agree with that. Absolutely. So, so this movie is usually on the other side of the spectrum. So that's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Be, yeah. Anyway. Um, Dennis Quaid is this scientist and um, climatologist. Alio, yeah. Alio climatologist and his ex-wife <laughs> <laughs> is a nurse. Um, and cancer, are they cancer nurse? Yeah. Cancer nurse. And they have a son who is Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, um, Gyllenhaal. The yeah. Gyllenhaal. He wasn't the Gyllenhaal yet. He was still just okay. little cute Jake All Gyllenhaal right. in this All movie. Right. Um, and 
he is going on this school trip to do a uh, a competition for nerds. He's a nerd. Um, yeah, and they're nerd. academic nerd. They're in New York. I mean, this is an awesome trip for, you know, oh, yeah. a high school kid. Um, and I don't know if you guys, did you guys ever go on trips like as a senior or something with your high school class? I went on a debate trip to Stanford I got um, a, my senior year. A band trip to San Francisco. I I have no memories of going on trips in high school, but my kids, because they go to the deaf school and they do these kind of competitions with other deaf schools, travel a lot. They have points where they go. I mean, they went on three or four trips last year to different parts of the country. One of them to New York, but it was like upstate New York because that's where the I think it was in Rochester where they went. Cool, cool, cool. Like that. So, yeah, I I don't have those memories. They do, which is good for them. So during the trip, Dennis Quaid's character has to go to the White House, of course. <laughs> like, we got to get you in here. We've got to go. We've got to go over this. And after, I love after, after he insults the vice president. Yeah, I mean, then he still gets called in. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And I love <laughs> it how they have they keep they show us as all of this is happening little shots of scientists like in pockets you know, doing, doing their thing. And I love all those scientists. I, it's sad when they die, you know, like Bilbo, Bilbo doesn't make it. No, Bilbo, they they have to break out. They have to break out the good liquor and it's, yeah. I mean, but you never think about the little people that are out in these little podunk like situations like thinking I'm about sorry, the climate and it still happens to make it. And we didn't think about the little people and I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, thank you, Jake. Cause I didn't pick that one up. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. They really try and make it like serious and they, because yeah. there are places in Alaska, there are places yes. in Greenland, where there are, there. you know, they have these, they live in these little places for a short period of time. They don't see a lot of people because you can't get there very well. Um, and they're out there like trying to figure this stuff out for us as we're like going to see Thor Love and Thunder and not caring about whatever. And and that was a good <laughs> movie, by the way. Um, but it today. yeah, so I, I just thought they're really trying to like, be serious about this movie, which was cool. And then there's just a lot of cool stuff that happens. I mean, yeah. hey, we're going to make this movie and we're going to make everything freeze. We're going to make a giant tidal wave hit New York City and come up over the buildings and like destroy everything and then bring this big boat in. And I was just like, this the fact that somebody pitched this craziness <laughs> and mm-hmm. got this movie made... I will watch it every time. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel about Sharknado. Somebody pitched that and made it. So I will watch it. Pretty sure they made that with their own money. (laughs) This is the first time hearing that they made it with money. That's the first time. (laughs) Hey, be nice to the franchise that Colin from... What used to be stolen droids, yeah, now is Age of Geek. He stars in that movie. I don't know about stars, but well, he's stars. In. Star, <laughs> that's a big jump from his like three second appearance to stars. News, yeah, news friends to of the me. show, Colin. He's in it. So, 
Yeah. So I think, I, I think it's funny. both in it. Yeah. I think it's funny that Val, you say that they're they're taking climate change seriously, and they they are, but then there's so much silly stuff that happens. So like I, I was reading this morning, and it's rated as one of the top ten most scientifically inaccurate movies of all time. I mean, sure. like every movie is. However, I know the ninety percent of us that go and watch it have to see something really big and dramatic happen to us to just throw our trash away after the movie. Yeah. Like nobody left this movie. Maybe a half of a person left this movie <laughs> thinking to themselves, I should recycle. But hopefully more than half of the audience said to themselves, oh, you know what? I'm not going to leave my popcorn here. I'm going to walk it all the way over here and put it in the trash. Because I, mean. I don't want New York City to flood. I hate it when you exit the theater and the trash bin is full and people just keep piling it on top. It's like yeah, there's another trash bin right out the right side there. of the door. Yeah, it's yeah. anyways, that's a whole nother I, problem. I hate but. when it's stacking up too, so I just leave it at my seat. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, mean, I keep, throw it you're away. You're keeping every people time. employed. You're keeping people employed. <laughs> well, yeah. The hard thing, I think it's a lot harder to be a movie usher today, cleaning theaters oh, than it used to yeah. be. Because of the trend of having the after credit and the mid credit scenes, because mm -hmm. when you've got those movies stacked back to back like you do, you've only got a limited amount of time anyway. So you loved it when the theater cleared out early and the credits were still going because you could turn yeah. the lights on and start cleaning it. And now that's harder to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so my heart goes out to the ushers out there. I hear you. I see you. I will throw <laughs> my garbage in the garbage can. And not leave it stacked in the corner. So, um, I so I'm, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> so I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of disaster movies, right? Like I love the Poseidon Adventure, the Towering right. Inferno. Um, love disaster movies. Sharknado. This one, Sharknado. You know, but for some disaster reason, many levels. It doesn't quite work for me. I, I, I just. I don't, it's hard because there's no like antagonist except for frost, you know? And so that makes it a little tougher. Um, to me, I, I, that's a little rough. Um, stuff just happens so fast. And some of the, some of the stuff, like, I don't care if you're going to go crazy, like have weird logic as long as it's consistent, but they're like, if the temperature is dropping 10 degrees per second and if you go outside and we see this where a guy just like opens a window and just freezes and then you've got Dennis Quaid walking around in a parka and you've got another guy, one of the students running around in one of those little pullovers and it's like, <laughs> you know, at least, okay, maybe he doesn't have a ton of scientific heavy duty coats, but at least like see him like piling on some extra clothes or something. There's just some stuff like that. that they just... burned down a library. Is that not dramatic enough for you? They <laughs> yes, took some of the books from some of the important inside. books of the world Michi. and they, they burned, burned them. US tax code. <laughs> burned it. I... <laughs> Normally no. I'm anti-book burning, but when it comes to your yeah. survival, then I'm okay with it. Yeah, Right. I mean, well, okay. it was there... law. Like when they were like, this is this is yeah, there was law, a lot of law, law books. books. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, they went um, to the boring stuff. Yeah, yeah, go there. We don't, yeah. I mean, yes, but they did explain like that hadn't hit yet, but I get yeah. you. Like there, right. there are a lot of problems with this movie 
but we've got to let it go to enjoy it. Just I, like I Top tried. Gun, there yeah. are a lot of problems with Top Gun, but I let it go and I enjoy well, it. Now, even, I am picky with the movies I do that with, so I get it. Yeah. I get why somebody would watch this movie and be like, what is this frozen trash? Like, See, I like, get it, but like, I yeah, enjoy and it. I can, I, I and watched I, Independence Day and I was able to do that, but for some reason with this film, it just doesn't. Well, doesn't I think I think for me, so Top Gun to this film is a, a good comparison as far as that goes, because I think Top Gun sets up right at the beginning when he's testing out that plane that's supposed to get to like Mach ten. Uh-huh. This is ridiculous. Like what we're watching and what this movie is going to be is ridiculous, right? That set that scene sets that tone mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, I I've got to turn my brain off here to just enjoy this. And I know, and they're going for over the top. I think what the day after tomorrow does is they try to make it seem this is plausible. This is feasible. This is, and I think then it becomes harder to turn your brain I off. I agree with that. Yeah. Though, you know that it's ridiculous and it's over the top, but they want to present it in a way that it's not. And I think with Top Gun and I think with Independence Day as well, it was over the top from the beginning and you knew yeah. it. Yeah, I, I think that's a really valid, that that sums up a lot of what I was thinking but not able to say. So thank you, sir. Oh, well, sure. That's what I'm here for, to sum up what you're thinking. Like, <laughs> you don't want to spend too much time up here, buddy. I, well, no, trust me, mine's, up in my mine's crazy enough. I don't need to spend <laughs> it in time in anybody else's headspace. So, but... With that being said, cool effects. I like the the frozen Statue of Liberty. That one is pretty iconic. Um, the 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 wolves. I didn't like the wolves when it first came out. It was even harder to watch last night because there's such bad CGI on the wolves. Yeah. Even at the time, I was like, "Wow, that doesn't look right." <laughs> well, and, and there are definitely those moments, but overall, I think the effects, for the most part, still hold up. I mean, when the water's coming through the street and. And things like that. I think there's a lot that still really holds up. And Val, you're right. The scene where that's everything starts freezing over is really, really cool looking. Like I could watch videos of stuff freezing over like that for hours. <laughs> just, there's just something like cool about watching that frost climb up. You know, I mean, obviously, I don't want to really see that in real life, but right to that scale. That's but, like something well, you see on Good Mythical Morning. Well, yeah. At the <laughs> time, we were still living in a country where you know the united states was untouchable like nothing yeah. nothing could could move us right we were right. we're number one we're untouchable mm-hmm. america's the best and then all of a sudden we're taken down 9/11. by this i mean yeah. but before that like this oh. movie showed how frail we are but it's like mother nature aka ourselves yeah if you really yeah. deep dive into it that takes ourselves down because he goes to the government and says, this is going to happen. We need to tell people. And that's kind of one of those things that happens in a lot of these disaster, disaster movies, right? Is that almost every disaster movie I've ever seen, you have a scientist that's trying to tell the government that something bad is going to happen, that they know about it. um, And then they try and push it off mass. They don't want like mass hysteria. They want to get down. It's just too many people. Yeah. Or 20, uh, 20, uh, 2001 um right yeah uh-huh. 2021 2021 um oh, also another just crazy movie that is crazy anyways we won't get into that one but that one's yep. a little crazy also you have you know some people that are um just not believing it and then you find out it's because they've known about it forever 
and they just wanted to get the top 1% saved in, in boats. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. mm -hmm. for me, it was kind of cool. Cause you're like, so we're untouchable, but this, like, we didn't expect this. We're always looking at the people who want to take us down, but yeah. like, and it, and it's interesting because I think that parallels how America felt. And, and it's interesting Val, cause I was reading this morning, Roland Emmerich um, was actually really hesitant to make this movie. He'd been thinking about it for a while and they were getting ready to go into production and 9-11 happened. And so he was like, is this the right kind of message? Do I want a disaster? But they said that when, yeah. um, when they screened it in New York and the crowd started cheering, when the water started running in, he was like, okay, we're good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it was really it was soon after for sure. Yeah, it was. And I wonder if that delayed it a year or so, or, you know, because mm -hmm. 2001, mm -hmm. it came out in 2004. I don't know. Yeah. But it, it's there's definitely some over-the-top moments, like when you've got a politician who's putting the economy ahead of the livelihood and, the, like, the safety of the people. Like, I just don't see that happening Spencer in real life ever. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, you know, when, when he says the climate's very fragile, he said, well, I hate to tell you this, Professor Hall, but but the the economy is very fragile. Nobody's ever say that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what I was thinking about watching this movie, because it does bring in a lot of that kind of discussion about, you know, when you put people into a panic, the political side of things and whatever. But I also thought what was interesting is you do see a lot of examples of, like you said, about the little people, but you see a lot of examples of people coming together and trying to help each other. Yeah. And there's not a question of, did you vote this way or did you do this? And I think the reality is in a situation like this, that's mm -hmm. how we, the normal everyday folk are going to react. Yes. It, if I can help my neighbor, I will. There's going to be exceptions to that, but I think overwhelmingly, the majority of people would stop to help each other where they could. And I think yeah. that's one thing that I take away from movies like this is when you see people kind of come together from different walks of life and realize, I think I want to believe that's how we would react today. Yeah. 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 I also like it because it's a story about like a kid that believes no matter what, like his dad is going to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they don't have the best relationship because his dad's kind of MIA a lot. Um, but he's like, he's coming. And then when he, sh the scene where he shows up and they're all just hiding away next to the fire in this room, um, you know, I, I just thought that was cool. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think we see that a lot in movies. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like dads get a bad rap in movies, yeah. but, um, I thought this was pretty cool. Um, in a time where both the parents were kind of heroes, like the mom wasn't going to leave this kid behind, you know? Right. And I thought that was such a powerful scene because those are those little moments. Again, those little moments that, that I feel like they focused on that when a disaster happens, we don't think about that. Like who stays at the yeah. hospital when they're evacuating everyone, you know, like somebody has to stay to make sure everybody gets out. Who is that person? And I know yeah. it's a cheesy movie, but like, it is those little things that keeps the heart in the movie for me. And like, yeah, in a big city like New York City, they don't let homeless people in. And especially if they have dogs, they're not going to let you into a library. So how bad, how bad does it have to be to let someone in danger into a public place 
just because you feel like you have the higher power. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, And it's just, again, just little, there's these little like realistic moments Mm -hmm. in this outrageous movie that kind of keep me connected with what I'm watching. When, when uh, they are going across the country to get his son and his best friend cuts himself off and okay, falls now, through the mall. That's Frank, a freaking awesome scene. Frank, now can we just say, if we were to use our friend Craig Price and cast off, okay. I would recast Frank with Will Ferrell because they could have been brothers. Do you say Will Ferrell? I Will Ferrell. Like- I feel yeah. like Frank's a better actor in hair. this moment. He's got the kind of <laughs> tight curly hair and the same. Yeah, he reminded me absolutely of. I'm like, if you had Will Ferrell, like from the the serious Will Ferrell, not the silly one, you know. I'm like one percent Will Ferrell. Ferrell. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I want to cast off against you in this movie because I think... <laughs> you guys should request it, and I'll be one of the judges. I'm going up against Tommy Noble, <laughs> a friend of the program from Family. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Yeah, I I just went up against some guy named Paul Hitchcock that, and anyway, that's going to air in August. He's a friend of of Castoff as well. So anyway, I I would love to do that though, uh, because I was thinking more like David Harbour would be a good Frank. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just thinking in terms of like the look, like he just reminds me of of Will Ferrell. No, see, I think he looks more like David Harbour. Now I like I need to go back and watch this movie because I'm thinking am I not? Now I'm just thinking the same thing. I'm like, I gotta go back and relook. Okay, that's well, that's what made me think of it last night. So things could change in the daylight. In the daylight. Uh, and you know, you did have like realistic yeah. moments where everyone that was trying to survive in the library had to decide, like, do we yeah. stay here or do we yeah. go? And it was a split decision. And you know, and once they, again, they don't listen to the scientist's son, where he's like, "Don't do it, don't do it," and they did it anyway. Yeah, but but to be fair, like his only credential was my, my dad, dad works at the whatever, and they're like, I mean, that's the equivalent of like. No, we shouldn't do this. And I'm an expert because my dad works in a restaurant that we shouldn't eat this food because my dad works in a restaurant or my dad's a doctor. So I know what to do. Well, I mean, do like your dad would know what to do. But do you 17 year old kid really know what to do? Yeah. I I thought it was a fair moment. Like they're like, do we get out of here? And try and save our lives, or do we stay here? No, I agree with that. Yeah. So I just, you know, like that was also like, who would you decide at that moment to listen to? Um, Because most people are going to listen in that moment and not make their own decision. And that is like a human nature thing. You know what I mean? Like, not Mm -hmm. all of us in that kind of stressful moment have a leadership ability to say this is the right thing to do. Most of us are looking for someone who yeah, can guide us in the right part. direction. Right. Um, and so you kind of ask yourself, who would you be in that situation? And which, which choice would you make? Um, and it's would a you hard, be the hard Hall? choice. Or would you be the Quaid? Or would you be the vice president? I don't think I'm well, ever going to uh, be the vice president. <laughs> Not with that attitude. (laughs) 
All right. They don't get to sleep in. That's true. <laughs> well, the vice president might get to. The president, I don't think, really. Not the current yeah. one. Well. <laughs> There's already too much sleeping Ooh. going in the White House right now. <laughs> we all know he takes naps. I'm not saying anything <laughs> political. He's an old man who needs Dude, to take some naps. I'm an old man who needs to take more naps. Yes, I'm also... <laughs> I did not appreciate naps in grade school as much as I should have. Oh, or the cheese sticks and snack time. Oh, yeah. Like all yeah. the things that snack we time. used to have to do, we used to get yeah. forced to do in kindergarten are the things I really want to spend time doing right now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. These kids, well, they have no idea how easy they've got it. They don't, they don't get it. All right. Let's give this a grade. I'll start this week. I'm going to give it all a right. B. I'm going to give it B. Um, I, I like this more than I liked Independence Day. Um, I feel like um, there's just a little bit more story, a little bit more heart to it. Um, and overall, I think a lot of the effects still really hold up. Wolves, notwithstanding, I think most of the effects <laughs> still really hold up well. Um, and to me, the fact that there's not a clear antagonist and th that the antagonist is nature to me, that kind of ups the danger factor for me and ups the ante a little bit um, and makes me a little bit more invested because to me, that makes it more, wow, something like this could happen. It won't and it can't, but not to this extreme <laughs> at that speed, but it is something that, that to me, I felt like ups the stakes a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to give it a All B right. as well. I feel uh, the same next. about that. Oh. No, please. <laughs> I think I'm on delay. I, I was going to let you on delay I today. I mean, no, we already know that you're going to trash this movie. Um, but no, I really, I, I really like this movie. This is when you say, what's one of your favorite disaster movies? This one will come up all the time um, for me. And uh, I, again, I think it has a lot of heart. There's a lot of cool things to watch where you're just like, that yeah. is cool. If they ever had like a come see this on the big screen, um, again, I would go see it cause I don't think I originally saw it on the big screen. Um, cause this is when my little was really little. So there wasn't a lot that I saw in the theater, um, that yeah. wasn't like a Disney movie. So, um, so yeah, for me, it's a solid B. I do enjoy it a little bit more than, um, than the other movie as well. Um, Independence Day, because I don't know, I just feel like it's more watchable. Like Independence Day is a big mm -hmm. deal and it's like one of those that you're always going to remember. But I feel like if, the, again, if they're both streaming, I'm going to, I'm going to pick this one. Mm -hmm. See, I, I'd pick Independence Day. I think that's a funner movie. Um, funner is not a word. Funner. No, yeah. funner. yeah <laughs> I just made it happen. Funner. It's a funner. Um, it's a more enjoyable to me. It's a, um, I think I think this one, if you're gonna go big with this, like they are, like have some more big personality actors. There's a lot of very low-key acting in this. And it's like you get Dennis Quaid being the stoic hero, which is which is great. And I like him in this role, but I'm just like we need I don't and I like Ian Holm, but I kind of want a little more eccentricity, a little more I like a, a Jeff Goldblum bring a little bit more flavor to the party. Um, I'm going to give it a C it's, it's not one that I love or enjoy, but like, we, like we've talked about, I mean, it's got some decent special effects. Um, Dennis Quaid, it's hard to give him a bad grade. 
So yeah, it's it's just kind of okay for me. I'm not a big Roland Emmerich fan. Right? We mentioned this last week. Independence Day is my favorite of his. Um, the rest of them, I'm like, eh. and it's weird because this should be right in my wheelhouse, but for some reason, a lot of his films just don't hit with me. All right. So next week we'll do the 1990s Godzilla movie. We'll just keep trying there to find Emmerich movies. <laughs> Matthew so, Broderick. So speaking of movies to see on the big screen that I would uh-huh. love to do, E.T. is coming out on IMAX Ooh. for the 40th anniversary. And I like that's a can't miss. Like I, I've never of- seen it on the big screen, at least not that I remember because it came out the year I was born. So maybe my parents took me when I was a baby. I don't know, but I saw it in a drive-in theater. That's like one of the first oh, nice. movies I saw at a drive-in with my family. Nice, but yeah. that—that's just such a classic masterpiece. Check that one out on the big screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'd be anyway, okay with that. Cool, but, cool. But also, All right. speaking of movies on the big screen, Sharknado, July twenty-first yes. movies, seven p.m. Come on down. We're excited. Uh, everything goes to American Cancer Society. Yeah, and this is an experience, an event you don't want to miss, even if it's a movie you want to miss. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> go into it. Go into it thinking you're going to have your own personal MST3K moment, and then you'll yeah. enjoy. It. Yes. Yeah. This is this is something that if people want to talk back to the screen, I am normally I hate people talking during a movie, and this one, go nuts. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be fun. All right, so until July 21st, we won't see you at the movies. Thanks for watching and listening. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.